0: Well, hello and welcome to a special edition of the Ramon Foster Show brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market. He is Ramon out in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovach, of DK Pittsburgh Sports downtown. And, Moan, we waited it out. We kept we kept hanging on. Where is this bad Canada news? Where is it?
1: We're all waiting. Everybody was hoping he was like my shirt that I have on. It's a NASA space shirt or or SpaceX, They, they really wanted them catapulted into the atmosphere, but he's still in Western Pennsylvania. Maybe on vacation. DK, we don't know right now, man. So, uh, that was our delay, whether it was retention or whether it was, uh, the boot, we the didn't catapulted. Get <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the medieval catapult. We didn't get either one of those DK so far,
0: you know, but here's the thing. And I've, got a lifetime in covering these types of situations and this applies to all sports. It's not an NFL thing. If you're going to get rid of yeah. an NFL coordinator or assistant coach or special assistant or whatever it is, you do it in the first week or you yeah. don't do it at all. You don't string someone along and prevent them from getting other opportunities, which we've seen moan around the league. Yep. Yeah, they're everywhere right now. That those musical chairs are already turning.
1: Yep. And and what's so unique about that too is the same way as players. You see players most times say, "Hey, if you're gonna cut me, cut me now." That's why most teams, if they're move, moving on past their franchise quarterback or there's you know a guy that they have a whole lot of respect for, hey, we're gonna release you now so you have better opportunities to get signed elsewhere. That's Derek what you saying. Yes. One, yes, 100%. Perfect example. Yep. Over and done with it. And, and right now what you're looking at in the Matt Canada situation is, you know, as you said, DK, there's there's no traction. There's no information. There's no anything. And the other side of this too is Coach Tomlin did his press, or what was it, Monday or Tuesday? As Monday. far as mm-hmm. head, coaching, head coaches speak. I think most of them did across the league whose season's ended. Right now, what is his availability he's, moving he's, forward?
0: Done for three months. He will not speak again uh, to the media barring some sort of extraordinary one-on-one opportunity until the NFL owners' meetings. I kid you (laughs) not. And he'll sit down at a table at those things and he'll talk to reporters. But that's three months from now. And I'm going to peel back the curtain here a little bit for everybody. Again, from the reporting standpoint, think about this. Canada's got another year on his contract the only two people who have to even discuss his status are Tomlin and Canada. Tomlin is not about to walk over to the media relations office, <laughs> knock on their door and say, Hey, put out an announcement that Canada's staying. Why would he do that? Canada's already under contract for the coming year. It would actually be kind of insulting yeah. to Canada to do that, right? Yes,
1: it, it, it would be. And to your point, uh, that's something that if, and, and you mentioned this to me, as we spoke about this yesterday, as we was waiting in a limbo, you said in, in coach Tomlin's uh, presser, he said his decision, which means if Mr. Rooney has no say, so in coaching moves, if nobody on that staff has any say, so as far as what do they prefer, it's a coach Tomlin decision. Uh, but it, he also puts himself in a box when it comes down to standing on that hill as far as production and the way this offense looks too, DK.
0: Yeah, just just to jump in on something you said, uh, it's not that obviously that Mr. Rooney wouldn't have say, say yeah. in it. It's I, I think that what happened is the reason that Tomlin blurted out the words my decision at the press conference was that he's been authorized to make it. In other words, he's sitting there with Art Rooney and and Art just says to him, Mike, it's your decision. Okay. No, Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, whichever way you go, yeah. I'm going to bless. Okay, that, that's how this works. It's the other direction. And that's how Tomlin can say that. It's not that Art couldn't overrule yeah. him or whatever. But in this case, he apparently won't. For the head coach to say that out loud. At his press conference, in that context, I thought was pretty powerful.
1: It it is, man, and and, but of course, we as fans, we as people who cover the team, also just look at the most you know glaring things when it comes down to uh, what this offense looked like second half of the season. You got to kind of give it to him, DK, in the mindset that it looked better, that had a little bit more flow. Uh, But you also said yourself, you were playing lesser than opponents. No Lamar Jackson when it came down to uh, Baltimore, uh, the way the Cleveland Browns look towards the end of the year, they were a broken team and you were supported mostly by your defense too. I'm just naming off two real, I mean, two other games. And of course you throw the Raider game in also. And the reality of that is Derek Carr, Basically, is cut from his team now because of that game. He lost his starting job, so he wasn't playing at a great speed and tempo. Um, there's a lot of, of questions surrounding the retention if they do decide to keep him. I mean, the point total as far as offensive points scored this year, rookie or not, it went down. They went yeah. from, if I'm not mistaken, DK, they went from 21st in the league last year and 2021 under Matt Canada to, to this year, 26th in the league as far as points score. Yes, mm-hmm. there was some transgression of moving past offensive and points, stuff. offensive, offensive points. points, yeah, offensive points as far as production, but the overall yardage DK that slipped some this year, did it not? It it did, but that that
0: might be the one area. Look, if they're keeping Matt Canada, as it certainly appears that they are, they've done this, I believe, in large part to make sure that Kenny Pickett has continuity. Yeah. I just don't think it would be more complicated than that. <laughs> I, I, you can make a case between Kenny and then the, the running game. Yeah. Having gotten better, which they did, which they did.
1: So there's there's so many different layers, DK, that I have written down. I want to go through when we get to the bigger segment. But this is where I'm at as far as the decision in which we know right now. There is no decision. Uh, or whether Coach Tomlin's is even thinking about it. And the fact that he's not a media leak type of guy. I think there's <laughs> one guy in particular we know that if he gets some news, uh, Glazer will probably be the one guy you say, well, yes. yeah, that's his friend. Okay? Uh, if there's ever a leak, it's, I mean, it may come from that direction. Or Glazer may know somebody else inside of the – the uh, organization, but this is what I say: If you kept them through the week, players have actually met with him in that offense. Also, uh, he's potentially met with them, and everybody in the in the uh, building have had their exit meetings, with inclusion of Matt Canada. And what I will also say is this: The fact that you've delayed or waited to this point, yes, it's disrespectful to Matt Canada if you're gonna cut them later, because it's like, well, we could have got ahead of this right now, but. If that's the case, I don't think there's anybody in house that th- that they're gonna elevate to that position of head play caller too. That's my issue with it, DK, because some of these guys are about to get start getting plucked from other staffs yeah. that we may think are better OCs.
0: You see, that's that's the other part of this that I don't think I, I don't hear nearly as often from people, which is that there are OCs becoming available yeah. right now. So if you were the Steelers and you were looking to make a choice or a change. You would want to do that immediately because Mike Sullivan isn't that guy, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. In
0: house. He doesn't have the play calling pedigree and so forth. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we're yeah. trying to say here, everybody? Buckle <laughs> <Okay>. up. <laughs> I mean,. It this, this isn't going I, it doesn't look like it's going to change and to anybody who says by the way well who cares about disrespecting Matt Canada just go ahead and fire him anyway or whatever please explain to people Moan why this isn't just about Canada why you
1: have to conduct yourself a certain way you know what DK we'll discuss that one in a second segment because I need some time on that one man alright we will
0: Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Bone, you got to carry yourself a certain way. It doesn't matter what you think of the actual coach. There's just a certain protocol to it. It's an unwritten rule.
1: It, it, it is a lot of the time, and You know I've said this time and time again, like that coaching circle is small. I got friends of mine that are in high school level, college level, and NFL level. And the one thing I've heard all of them say... Never burn a bridge. Never cut somebody mm. off. The line is always open because you never know who knows somebody. You never know who, who can put you in connection and get you your next job. So to your point about how coaches have to conduct themselves, the releasing of Matt Canada in a very nonsensible way will be horrendous for coaches, for the organization, because there is a level of trust when it comes down to the way you're going to take care of guys. Like if a guy is bad, and, and, and you'll see that it is bad, then you know what? There's justification in firing and letting go of people. But if the word get out that, hey, this guy shy, so you watch work with them, but don't work with them for long. That ruins the product that you have as a team, as an organization, and as a person too. I, I, I've had conversations with guys that knew some of my friends that was in that coaching world, right? And, and one guy in particular that, uh, came back to me and said, man, you got to talk to your guy because the way he was at the coaching seminar, <laughs> he'll never work in this profession if he's that smug. And I was like, dang, like, that's how it goes. And that guy knew another guy, and they actually ended up coming together at, at another gig on the college level, the D1 college level. So it is thick as teeth. It is a decorum when it comes down to how you operate the hiring and firing and retiring, I mean, the hiring, firing, and retaining of coaches too. So this Matt Canada situation, to me, kind of hinges itself on, well, it was young, it was different, it was new, and I want to give them another shot. It's the way this feels.
0: You know, the the coaching fraternity, among other things, among other universal traits that it comes with, uh, these guys go year to year. Yeah. With very, very few exceptions. Now, Canada was on a two-year contract. Right. So – He's he's going to be the exception. There are coordinators who do get longer term contracts, yeah. but almost everybody else that you're talking about, everything is year to year to year. Yeah, and that's the reason they insist on on this. What would the change mean? Uh, what would the change mean? Or sorry, not the change, keeping
1: Canada. So, and that's the other that's, part. Of the that's really I what we're to start talking about here. So, yeah. if, let's just be sensible in what we have going on here. Okay. New quarterback, new offensive line, running back relatively young, new wide receiver that you got to figure out if he's number one. You have a stud tight end, and you got a bunch of other moving parts around this group. The reason to keep Matt Canada, if I'm Coach Tomlin, I say to myself, the second half of the season, it got better incrementally. You saw flashes of what it could be. Understanding what your rookie quarterback is, considering he didn't start the first half of the season, uh, considering he had a concussion that kept him out of game, now it's on you in a full offseason of knowing, going into 2023, Kenny Pickett is your guy. This is your opportunity to craft an offense designed for him, designed for George Pickens, Pat Frymuth, finding a way for Deontay and a run game. I had a conversation with a guy on that group, on that team right now, and it, it really brought a sense of reality to me about where we were and where they are on this O-line. And he asked for my assessment. Man, what would you think of him? And I broke it down. Man, I thought this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy broke it all the way down to him, and I was just like, but I don't know what's going to happen to your left side of the offensive line, whether they keep and move them more around, whether, you know, uh, Dotson will continue to be there. And it kind of hit me in, in the face with with his response. He was like, Mo, you know, you, you guys probably didn't come together in one year the same way that you're expecting us to. And I was like, you know what? That's fair. And I yes. think the, the difference between judging their OL and judging ours at the time was we had more older guys around us, too, in a sense, to kind of grow up, right? It oh, wasn't yeah. all, And it wasn't all at once. It was I was there first, a couple guys got moved up, and then Marquise comes in. And then a year later, another guy comes in. And then another guy comes in. Two years later, Al comes in, right? So it was time. Dude. And it was just a sense of, okay, maybe there is patience. Did they get better, the OL at the end of the season? Yes, they did. We'll not deny that. And I think that's the way Coach Tomlin would probably view Matt Canada moving forward into 2023 if, DK, they decide to keep him. And this is the other thing. After one year, we saw this happen in Jacksonville, right, as far as Trevor Lawrence goes. Right. You saw a young guy last year lost out of his mind. This year, Trevor Lawrence kind of came into who we thought he would actually turn into. They're in the playoffs. They won the AFC South and they had to actually get coached up. He had a whole year knowing that was stability. I think that's the way you're looking at Kenny Pickett into this second year, Matt Kennedy, Yes. You're under the gun. If we decide to keep you, but do I want to change offenses from a young rookie just after one year to where it seemed like he was finally catching his stride, in the latter part of the season. So all signs to me kind of point to you keeping Matt Canada. If that's the decision where you say, I don't need that many moving parts. It's worked. I like the O-line coach. I like the wide receiver coach. The play calling—you better outsource somebody to help you with the management of this game, and not look like you lost when it comes to competing in NFL matchups. Well,
0: let let's let's peel the curtain back from from your perspective and what you know about how coaches work with coordinators, because everything that I've heard from inside those walls, yeah, on South Water Street, is that the head coach loves the way his offensive coordinator conducts business now i'm gonna say that to fans and they're gonna go what what is this you know and 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 i'm not sure that they'd be wrong okay yeah because that means nothing compared to you know what you know what he should be doing calling plays
1: yeah and, and that matters too the level of respect no matter how we feel outside of that building the level of respect that a guy like Matt Canada can retain from his group, it does matter. The way they effectively work in practice, the way practices go, uh, just the day-to-day idea of where they are. Like, whatever happened at the bye week, I'm sure Matt Canada had a play in it too. You know what I'm saying? Whether that was a challenge to him that, hey, you got to grow up and look what you got in front of you. This isn't college ball anymore. These are the 1% guys in all of the world when it comes down to uh, NFL football, football in general. And so if he had taken those proper steps, if the mentality of, look, yeah, I'm struggling as an OC, but you're not going to see it. I know what I want to do. Uh, do I have time to perfect that as an offensive coordinator in this league? That's up to coach Tomlin to see. And if that's the case and he said that about how he conducts himself, that lets you know, at least men- mentally, uh, he trusts that. And again, the production has to follow from that DK. That's the biggest thing I think we're all seeing. And and for, for our fans, too, that listen to us, my question is this. If you do get a new O.C., what are you expecting from the young guys that you have at control of this offense? I I,
0: I mean, that might be all of it though. Yeah, it it just might. It it might just be a a case where Tomlin says, listen, we all just watched the offense progress. Okay. And by, and by this one, we're talking partially about the O line, but not all that much because Pat Meyer had those guys going, but he had them going with a playbook that they understood. Okay. Um, somebody asked Cordell Stewart over the past week on his Twitter yeah. account uh, about saying some. They said something to him along the lines of, uh, "You know, a, a new playbook. It's not a big deal." And Cordell comes back and says, "It is a big deal."
1: Uh, and and see, it is a
0: big deal as
1: far as the playmaking, the play mm-hmm. calls. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, but you also say the first it's a new this-
0: playbook. Remember that even this one wasn't. When Canada came in, it was a, it was they, they basically took a variation or the lingo yes, or something from Randy Feetner so that Ben yep. in his, you know, 18th year wasn't going to have to learn a whole new lingo that's and true. all that other stuff. I mean,
1: imagine what would what would that have done for you guys in your, you know? Oh, my gosh. If, if I'm being honest. Yeah. If, go ahead. And I told you this before. The playbook never changed.
0: I know, um, but you from, can take it for granted then Bruce, with all due respect. You could yeah. you
1: could take it for granted. And I, I think this transition, and this is one of our things, even when Munch came in, we had to tell Munch, we're not really changing our calls. If we're going right, we're using the R word that we're used to. If we're going left, we're using Lenny. Like, that stays the same. You kind of craft the offense around them. And, and truthfully, from uh, Bruce Arians to Todd Haley <laughs> to uh, Randy Finkner, Our calls never changed. The names didn't change. It does matter. It does DK.
0: Now, I guess if you're listening to this right now, you could be talking over top of us and saying, all right, let the new coordinator come in and use the same calls and use the same lingo.
1: But but the way that offense was crafted, let's go from Randy to Matt Canada in their first two years to where Matt Canada is now. you mm-hmm. got to gradually move out of that because there's a bunch of guys that were there that learned that old offense. Like Deontay is one of those guys. Pat Frymuth was one of those guys that learned that old offense. And, yes, you, you change some variations of routes and concepts and stuff like that. But in totality, I, I think this is why, D.K., as you talk more about this, why you got to almost retain this guy. Not this is as fair a spare right. shake he's going to get. See,
0: I, I'll tell you what, if I put it with you, <laughs> a, a, you know, if, 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 but if I put a gun to my own head and said, listen, let's just go ahead and examine all the various positives of bringing Canada back. I can come up with a couple. Okay. Yeah, you could. And, and I could even say something like, let's say that getting really inside football here or whatever, but let's say that one of my issues, which it was uh, <laughs> with him, Are the route trees for the wide receivers that they're so unimaginative? They're so they're not even trees. They're not they're like half of branches, okay? Yeah, and you say, "Listen, we've got the whole summer. We now have film and verification of what it is that Kenny likes, what it is that uh, that that Friermuth likes, what it is that Johnson likes, what it is that Pickens likes." Okay, let's rework these, but let's sit in the room with the wide receivers coach. Let's sit in the room with. Such and such, you know, yeah. Other individual. Let's let's even have a defensive mind in there to say what what is it that gives you trouble? Uh, What would you not want to defend if you were facing the Pittsburgh Steelers? And get a lot of different voices in there.
1: Yeah, I I, I (laughs) I I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) I I think honestly, and most people, and this is the thing, we're not advocating. Well, at least I won't. Just or we're not celebrating the idea that a guy's going to lose his job. I think that's fair. We're not celebrating. At least I won't. because that's, Okay, that's okay. all right. I, I, I won't
0: either. I won't either. Well, what, the truth is but, I've never had a negative interaction yeah. with him. He he clearly doesn't like dealing with reporters, but I, I couldn't care
1: less. I mean, most people that know they're not good don't like to talk in public, do they? Then there's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there is that too. I mean, if you're walking around here like Shanahan, you probably can't wait to talk to the media. Or uh, McDaniel in, in Miami when he has his offense rolling. But this is where I'm at also with what you breaking it down by saying, sitting down with folks. I'd almost tell you that's about as fair shake as he'll potentially get in this league. And if they do decide to do that and it's still not a good product in 2023, that's when you know it's for certain that his time is done as an OC. And you also get Kenny with more of an understanding of the NFL, uh, timing of releasing throws because I think that is the biggest issue of all of it DK is you can't ruin this young quarterback this early in his career because that can go ugly I've seen Johnny Menzel Baker Mayfield have these issues we're looking at Zach Wilson have these issues right now Trey Lance if he never gets on the field due to injury we're looking at Justin Fields and Chicago going through these issues it's easy for you to wash away a young quarterback in this league when they don't get their footing underneath them, one thing Cincinnati has done—they've stayed steady with Joe Burrow. They created pieces around him, but as far as his operation from him to his wide receivers, that has stayed steady. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Oh.
0: Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. It's brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item, Moan. Three expert chefs, count them, one, two, three, fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Moan. Yeah. I understand you've got uh, you've got a certain friend of yours prepared to ask today's hey Moan.
1: Yeah, this one comes from a real close friend of mine that I know. Oh, yeah? man. who's that? <laughs> yeah, uh, my alter ego, No Retzoff.
0: Nomar
1: Retzoff,
0: or as you put it during the break, and I almost quit doing this show forever. <laughs> That's my name backward. <laughs> <laughs> it's like thanks. I never want to figure that
1: one out. That's yeah. my name backwards. Oh, this Christ. one comes from No More Ritzoff. uh <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, let me step away from the mic the way you do it on the submissions. Hey Mo. <laughs> oh, from my understanding, if Coach uh, if the if Coach, if Coach Tomlin decides to keep Matt, Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator, and it doesn't go well for him in twenty twenty three. Is Coach Tomlin do the respect to continue to see this group grow up, uh, transition into a new era with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Considering mm. you saw it in front of you and it wasn't good, and you decided to stay with it, mm. DK. Mm.
0: That's uh, no more tough, man.
1: Because that's a fair question, Coach Tomlin. I, will all-
0: yeah, you, one of the things that happens when you're you're in management and you make moves under you when things don't go well um, you end up running out of moves that you're that you're free to make
1: yes you do and you gotta start working
0: out at some point
1: they do have to start working out and this is my thing coach Tomlin always tells us what football is our game winning is our business something Mm -hmm. similar to that correct yes if if we've seen in 21 and 22 the offense get worse as far as points being scored Uh, and you decide to run him back with that individual and it's still not as good, then that was a you decision that was somebody that you said, I'm okay with making this and running it back and it didn't work out. So for that reason, do you lose a little bit of that trust? Do you lose a little bit of that emotional stock? Because more times than not, it, it's it's in hindsight or theory of the moment when it comes to what you actually did the famous Janice Jackson song, right? What have you done for me lately? Mm. I think that matters more in today's NFL. Why? Because the player has changed. The media scrutiny has changed. The eyes on what the product is. You have these services now that will break down your team uh, better than you can. Sometimes they hire these analytic people, right? Yes. So with that being said in this era and which. Coach Tomlin's going into with Kenny Pickett, and I want to call it the Kenny Pickett era, right? If he's uh, the guy. He and now, yeah. If he's the guy, is he due the respect to see this through? Meaning, he saw Max Starks' era, he saw my era with Ben, and now he's seeing this new O-line and their era kind of grow up. And I think it's kind of fair to put that pressure off on him this time around uh, because there are options out there as far as play calling, as far as trying to get Kenny together, as far as this team not just competing to be third in the AFC North, as far as this team also being in a position to um, not just be one and done in the playoffs, DK, there has to be steps being made. There has to be very competent steps when it comes down to your performance and your management of your coaches and expectations too. That's why I say if it does, if you do have a right above 500 season again, Or you don't make the playoffs. Will the front office and Mr. Rooney allow him to be the head coach in 2024? I don't know that answer right now because we got to see that product. But if that seat has not ever been hot, I think it decides to go in 2024. Well, that kind of what you're talking about here
0: brings me back to something from the last segment you mentioned. That this this head coach has only you know has has only so many moves that he can make, but also that this one was, and I'm quoting directly here again, my decision. Yeah. Okay. Now, if Mr. Rooney says to him, Mike, it's your decision. That can come with a double-edged sword. Yes, it can. Okay. He's saying I'm not the one keeping this guy. Right. I, wa- I watched him. He sucks.
1: And, and, and <laughs> okay. sometimes people That's can like- tell you stuff like that. To see how dedicated you are to the cause. Oh, it was your decision? Guess what? I actually wanted to see if you were going to be smart enough to get rid of them. I do that to my kids all the time. You got it. What you going to do? What you going to do? I know my answer already. Not saying that I'm not putting words in Mr. Rooney's mind or, or his mouth, but I'm saying, DK, how many times have you done that with your kids?
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Or
1: some, or one of your employees or your teammates sure. at work. So what sure. you going to do? And you wait on the decision to be made, right? Let's see Good what you bad. say.
0: Let's see what you say. Yeah, it's, you know what? There's a part of me that likes to default to trusting the process because I don't know everything that's going on. I don't know a fraction of everything that's going on behind the scenes. Uh, even you, when you were back yeah. there, when you were part of it, you didn't know everything that was going no, on did in, 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 in every room, no. uh, in every office, in everybody's minds. And and there's a part of you that I'm sure that just kind of, you know, defaults to thinking, you know, listen, there's got to be a reason for this. This is not a <laughs> stupid, this is not a stupid man. No, okay? no. Be, these are, <clears throat> these are people who are, for the most part, successful people. Yeah, highly successful individuals who are at the top of their craft just by being in the National Football League. So you'd like to think, all right, there's got to be something here. There's got to be a reason they'd want to keep him, other than you know those tired narratives about how I don't like to make changes or yeah. wants to be stubborn and show that he's right. I Man, I'm sure that's some of it.
1: Yeah, I, go ahead. I, I have. I had. Um, uh, I know a coach that made a decision to hire a certain offensive coordinator before. And in hindsight, I ended up having a, a conversation with that coach, like, "Why? Why would you hire that guy? You know, what? What? What was the conversation behind it?" And uh, the coach ended up getting fired behind that decision. And what's crazy is, at the time, he told me, "What do you mean
0: by that? Fired behind that decision?" I didn't understand. Because
1: that team was bad after oh, he hired a okay. co- after he hired that coordinator, and he okay. said to his to this day, his wife tells him, "You got fired because of your decision to hire that guy." Oh. Well, it's what, part of your job. You can't have it both ways. No, you can't say,
0: for example, uh, I want the decision. I want the, the, the authority to be able yeah. to hire and fire my own coaches. Yep. I want the authority to have final say in the NFL draft. And then when things don't go well, yeah, say, well, it's a team effort.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, ultimately, no. <laughs> ultimately it's not. Uh, ultimately it's you. But, but but I think our point, D.K., is that, though, like you can get the, the green light to make those decisions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you already – it's the seat's not hot. You know, he, he does have no. another winning season. But if you make a decision that's glaring to everybody else that there needs to be a change, you can put yourself in that same boat as that guy on the way up the river too. I've seen this. We've all seen this. Right? We've also seen coaches also sell out for guys before. Hey, front office comes to you. And I've I've had this conversation with coaches in the NFL. You need to let go of this guy, that guy, and that guy. And the loyalty won't allow them to. But guess what happens to that coach that says, no, I'm not. I like my guys. We're good. We'll figure it out.
0: Uh, Yeah, you're gone too then. Bye. You're gone too.
1: (laughs) So I asked the question at the beginning, is he due to respect to have another go at it if Matt Canada doesn't evolve and, you know, have a better offense and we'll figure out what better is throughout this off season. Right. Uh, but where does that put coach Tomlin? If he said to your point, my decision.
0: Uh, when we do our next show, <sighs> I'd like to attack this, this uh, idea as to what constitutes a fair goal, a fair and reasonable goal for this football team in 2023, because that's also part of setting the standard. You know, yeah. with, meaning on yep. a year-to-year basis. I understand standards, Super Bowl, blah blah blah, but I'm talking about something that's reasonable and fair for 2023. I think that'll be a fun conversation. Oh, well, yeah. let's do it again,
1: man. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm here if you are, DK.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs>